Yeah. Literally, Brian can never say we've had better jerseys. This is all time Brian's favorite I'm jersey. Fine saying that. I'm absolutely okay saying that. I can't I'm, wait until the homes come out next silver. week and you're or next year and you're like, dang, these homes are so cool. I'm like, well, the best you can give them is a nine point nine, man. You already give them a ret- ten. Just retroactive adjustment. It's fine. My wife's the <laughs> We are the tide from the north. We're brave and we're bold. Defeating our rivals never gets old. Making our way to the big sky conference. Watch out, cause here comes the silver and gold. For the Vandals of Idaho. Welcome back, Tribe from the North Brave and Bold to the official, unofficial podcast of your Idaho Vandals and the Vandals affiliate on the Big Sky Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chris Hammond, and with me today I have Alex the Boat Boatman. Howdy. And, yep, Alex, how, how, how are you? How are you? Fantastic. Hey, go Sanders tonight. Hey, way. go Sanders tonight. Yeah. And we have Brian Marceau with us today. Brian, how are you doing? We're talking Vandal football. It's always a good day. It's true. Although we did just start it with the Sounders, but that is that is correct. We're calling all kinds of football today. Got to stay football. relevant. Yeah, yeah. And United won today, so it's a good day. Exactly. But uh, if you're wondering uh, where your remote is, it's on the Tottenham top of the table. So, oh, well. sorry. <laughs> have fun. Have fun in Europa League. We'll, we'll, we'll see. If, we'll see if we're there Boxing Day. It's uh, we got a tough <laughs> slate coming up. Um, so footing out of football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, for Vandal football, good. So uh, for everybody, yeah, basketball starting. We might have a review out before the games. Maybe not. Brian and Martin are working on it, but we're going strictly football today. What we've learned as football kind of takes what we would consider their normal spring break mm-hmm. going into summer conditioning and summer conditioning is going to happen in, in like beginning of the next semester. And then we'll have a, straw, a small fall ball and then football. So uh, that's what we're going to kind of covers everything that's kind of happened in what we'll call the off season um, or spring. We'll call it fall football just because that makes the most sense. Understanding yeah. that spring is the season. Um, yeah. but, but before we get into that, we want to thank our sponsor as always, Montucky cold snacks. Ain't nothing like cracking a Montucky cold snack. An ultra refreshing light beer born in majestic big sky country. Best part is when you crack a snack, you're giving back. Montucky cold snacks donates 8% of all profits back to local causes, even right here in Idaho. Supporting organizations like the CW Hogs and the Idaho Food Bank. Yeehaw! That's freaking awesome. Montucky Cold Snacks, the light American lager for pow pow rippers, gator wranglers, pony riders, and badass do gooders. Visit MontuckyColdSnacks.com today to find out how to get ya ass some snacks. All right, guys, um, we're hopping here into Around the Bar. I think the first thing we need to talk about is the new jerseys. I kind of want your guys' thoughts, opinions on them. Um, Alex, let's start with you. You kind of have been – you've been on the scent of these for a while now, knowing they were coming. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Do you like how they released it? Uh, anything else, you know, you think is pertinent yeah. to the competition? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think a lot of times with these new jerseys in the next year or two is we're going to see uh, people's maybe 
happiness or displeasure with the current with the new color scheme. So I think you have to throw that all aside with the color scheme and look at the individual jerseys themselves. Because with the design, I don't like the new color, but I love how they designed the new jerseys. Anthony Castro, the director of equipment, did an amazing job. Um, obviously, I think men's fo- football has them. Men's basketball got new aways, and women's basketball got new homes. Men's uh, football, it's going to be the inverse next year. So football will get new homes the following year. Uh, Men's basketball will get new homes the following year. Women's basketball will get new roads the following year. Kind of confusing, but that's just how it works with Nike. I like it. I like how we incorporated the, I guess when you say the pride gold with the silver, you do see the accents of silver. And and it was smart. We're we're reusing the same away pants, which – we've had um and we can do because if you look at them they're just white and say vandals on the side so uh like the gold i love the idaho font across the front um sad to see player names go but i understand our small budget and our small room staff those are really tough to they would have to go get those get redone every year when you have new guys come in and out we're talking massive turnover in college athletics it was never cheap it was never easy our equipment guys what they have to they have to hand stitch them on themselves they get the nameplates made. They have to stitch them on themselves. Uh, so never an easy job. Um, wish we still had it. I would love to see, Chris, I know this is, you're going to agree with this. We'd love to see a Joe on the helmet. I think the helmet's a part of the design moving forward. And I think we can, uh, if we're, if we're going to have, you know, just white and black uniforms the next couple of years, uh, nothing gray for now, silver. Let's, let's mix it up with our decals and let's throw on a, a, a grumpy Joe on the, on the helmet and, we could get be looking really 1980s Idaho and just own it, go back to the the era and just uh just have fun with it. I guess. Yeah, I don't remember if you told me this, but I I think I think I heard it from you previously. But um, I was reading on all vandals. Apparently, Paul Petrino does not like the cartoony logos, which is part of the reason Joe hasn't been incorporated. Um, I have never heard that, but once you've said it, it does it would not surprise me in the least <laughs> Just knowing Paul would not surprise me in the least bit. He doesn't like that. So yeah, I was reading because I thought I had heard it somewhere. And I, I, you know, obviously would think something like that was probably come from you. Um, but I remember I was scrolling through all vandals and saw some guy. He must have worked for the athletic department or something. I don't remember the story. I was kind of just glancing, but he was chatting about how he was in part of those 2016 jersey revamps um, mm-hmm. and how like Linehan was brought in on the process and some guys like that. And I guess they all like the Grumpy Joe, but uh, Petrino does not like those logos, which is why they went to the Vandal script and the Block I. And you've kind of also—I think that's why, because you were talking about how we do Block the Block Idaho script at away and Vandal script at home, or mm-hmm. I, I might have mixed that up. But you know, they, they yeah, usually we would. Yeah, we would. We would try to do that. We try to do like the the script that we have now across the chest of the jerseys. And we would try to put make that our that'd be our helmet decal on a lot of away games, um, and then the the vandal script, which is just a classic thing. I love the vandal script. The only thing is with it, it's hard it's hard to read, I guess, at a distance. Uh, you can't really see what it is, but that's every helmet logo, yeah. um, unless you just have like one letter one up there, big, and, one big block letter, like oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so um, I like it. I, I like. It. I wish we had more helmet options, but we don't. Um, so I think I've alluded to this in, in our messages. Uh, for those of the people wondering, where's the black helmets? Where's the gray helmets? Where's the white helmets? Um, fun fact, all those were the exact same helmet. Uh, so when I showed up to Idaho in 2014, I had the black helmets, 
They got repainted silver uh, the start of the 2016 season, and then they got repainted white in the 2018 season. They were the same helmets. Uh, my helmet was made in 2012 that I had, so they finally retired all of those helmets. And the new, the current new Pride Gold helmets were the new gold helmets that debuted against Texas State in 2015. So we only have one set of helmets now. I actually have somewhere in my house here uh, a silver Idaho helmet that was my original black helmet. So uh, sadly, just one helmet, and they're expensive to have. So don't be thinking we're going to be getting uh, a second set of helmets anytime soon. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, Brian, what's kind of your takes on the jerseys? I feel like this is right up your alley for um... – Dude, no, no question, this is a home run. Now, just in case people haven't seen any pictures of the new uniforms, when we say Pride Gold, for the record, that's just yellow. But it is I, I absolutely – I like the way the yellow accents with the silver better. I think I will enjoy. I think it's going to look better when we get a black uniforms. I think that contrast is going to look better as well. Um, for, to me, you know, if you compare our our whites, which the the whites are the aways in football, that, that's correct, Alex. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you compare our away uniforms, in my mind, to essentially any team in the conference, actually, I like I like our scheme much better. Um, you know, comparable that you might say like other people would like is, um, you know, Mon I mean, Montana has kind of a classic look, I guess, that that people tend to like. Um, I certainly like what we have better than University of Montana, much better than Montana State. Um, I I love the, and again, just in case people haven't seen the picture, helmets are yellow with a gold vandals in, in script across it. Um, there's uh, some, there's what we'll call silver and some of the pride gold on the shoulders. Mm -hmm. If we ever have the money to have, you know, alternate uniforms, we're set up to have some pretty sweet alternates where we would be able to decide between kind of the gold rush style like Montana State does, which would mean the, the shirts are yellow, or whether we do more with the silver as an alternate. Uh, either of those options, I think, would be fantastic. Um, as far as a rebrand connecting to the 80s, Alex, uh, yeah, dude, that, that's it. That's what we should do. Um, if we could ever do, if we can be flexible to decals, uh, in addition to like the Grumpy Joe again, go lean '80s, go with the uh, flaming heads logo. If we, if that's an option as a decal, but uh, big picture, the I think the uniform redesigns are a home run. Going to talk about basketball ones just for a second. It's the aways in basketball that we have for men's, where the the Nike template for uniforms in the Big Sky, which there's essentially three brands that Big Sky teams get the uniforms from. There's uh, Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. Um, Adidas's templated uniform is atrocious. Just look at Weber State. Um, <laughs> Nike's is, that's what we've had for the last uh, few years, and that's like what University of Montana has, where um, it, there's not a ton of flair to it. It's certainly more of a like classic slash retro style look of, you know, there's not a lot of like insignia down the side or something like that. It's that we have the solid uniform color, and then there's trim around the end of the shorts, around the neckline and around, you know, the, the, the shoulders. And to me, again, the pride goal is an accent with black looks fantastic. Uh, women's their they have their uniforms have a little bit more going for them than the men's in terms of like complexity design, let's say, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else. I, I don't really have a take beyond this is in my mind, a home run. And when we have the second set of everyone's uniforms done after next season, um, 
yeah, I think fans should be essentially universally happy. And then there's me. <laughs> you know what? So, we can just skip Chris. We'll go to the next topic. <laughs> Chris, uh, I don't like the gold either, but I like the uniform. That's what you have to look at. You have to look at the uniform, not, not the color. Agreed. So. Agreed. And that's why I'll say I, I'm coming around to the jersey. Um, mm-hmm. But there's things I'd like to see. I'm going to, because I'm still not a fan of the yellow, uh, I have some critiques, and I'll be the person that at least critiques it. Um, like I said, I want to be poop. I'm happy we have them. I'm extremely happy we have New Jersey's. I don't want to be that guy that's just like crapping on it. But if I have some suggestions in for when we get New Jersey's here in a couple of years or as Idaho starts winning and hopefully we can be like Eastern and have a couple helmet options, um, who maybe who knows? Eastern's got some white and black helmets. They might need to sell those here. Sure. Maybe, maybe that's why they're so broke because they don't get the volume for them. Yeah, so maybe there'll be some, some uh, they, we can just bust them down. And then when they come down, it's like, hey, bring us those jerseys. We'll give you 100 grand for them. Um, if we're going on this yellow, uh, well, I'll, I'll stick to the pride gold. I would like to see us start to phase black out. We, you look at this men's jersey. For those of you that are on YouTube, um, I finally got the pull up. I was working on that for the first bit. But you take away Idaho, it, we look like the Hawkeyes, which isn't the end of the world. It's a good look. But what I love about the football jerseys is that they incorporated, we'll call it silver. I mean, it's gray. But uh, I like how they did that. And I hope the home jersey could maybe do that too. We saw my favorite jerseys still are those all grays. And I know that they got taken out of circulation because the goal, actual Vegas gold that I like is, was too hard to see this yellow. You shouldn't have that problem. Right. I think that's the biggest upside to these. And I think we can maybe start. I've talked about this before. I want to, I want to see a Jersey for all sports, even basketball and football in that new gold color, yep. you know, I'm, you can also like the Lakers in basketball as an example that for people struggling to see that color, that's what it would kind of look like. Mm-hmm. Um, Montana state does a gold rush Jersey or look at app state app state has the very new same colors that we do. Ours is a little more goldish. There's a more like, like bright yellow, but it would look very similar. I think that'd be yep. beautiful to have. So sorry. To interrupt, I, but that's, that's kind but, of how I foresee it. But, so I'm kind of right. Right. Like if, if possible, we should yeah. start to phase out black a bit. I mean, it's not a school color. I know it's kind of been added, but we're silver and gold, and that's unique. And I think if you made an all, like when we get homes, if you did yellow tops or uh, pride gold tops or the silver tops, and maybe where it's gray on these aways, make that black. Like I'm not saying ditch black altogether. It's a great accent color. It is kind of part of our history. But when we look at that Idaho jersey with the new yellow, we look like Iowa. Yeah, it wasn't as bad when it's black and gold, because like uh, Vegas gold. Because at the end of the day, like Colorado has that color scheme, and the Saints, and there's other teams that have it. Wake, Wake Forest, Vanderbilt. Yeah, but their colors aren't. You know, they don't share a couple letters with the state of Iowa, <laughs> and you know, like no one's confusing us with the Saints when they look at that. But you see, I an O and an A, and you're like, wait, Iowa. You know, especially if we yeah. go back to a block. But I agree 100%, and I've got it up here for people on YouTube. Um, one, I love what we did with the Big Sky logo here, where, well, that is tiny. Like, and from everything I've got, we're the only school doing this, but where they actually, like, for those of you that know, we also changed it. This used to be yellow, um, the background, now it's black. And we kind of, like, went up 
with the mountain on the actual label itself. So Foolessy Idaho being a trendsetter and in that way, because nobody else is doing it. And as I'll show here after this, Montana, there's Montana's New Jerseys. Um, as you can tell, there's just a patch. They did not do the uh, metallic up. So they're the only other team with New Jerseys. And then as I said, post this on the tubs of the club Instagram. Give us a follow there if you haven't already. I love the Grumpy Joe idea. Or I, I mean, not this particular. This is me quickly on Photoshop. But if you made it bigger, made it fit, actually, you know, angled it the right way, um, maybe change the helmet to not be yellow, uh, like Joe Vandal's helmet. Um, so it pops a little more because as uh, Alex, you brought up, it would be nice if our logo is more distinguishable on the, on the helmet. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that Joe could do. Joe on his own is recognizable. And I don't think we can do smile and Joe because smile and Joe should not be uh, a thing. It, it's just uh grumpy Joe. He pissed yeah, off Joe. Grumpy. Grumpy. It's sports. Like smiling's fine on like our apparel, but when you're playing sports, you should be grumpy Joe. Um, but yeah, that's my take. But you kind of brought that up, dude. I sent it to all you guys. App State, man. One, uh, for those of you that saw, I think I posted on Twitter. I think they're our long lost cousins. If you look at Yosef and Joe Mandel, they look very similar. And then, they have more mountains than we do. They have more it, mountains than we true. do. And that's we, impressive. We, we are like farmer of the family and they're the mountaineer of the family but you look at a picture of those two and i didn't i should have prepped it but maybe i'll post it on our instagram here this week very similar and then you look at their cartoony joseph logo and our grumpy joe logo i'm telling you the family resemblance is almost striking when but, we moved down to fcs they moved up from fcs yeah over so, conference for a minute yeah, yeah there's your rooting interest and their instagram is they are killing it between I sent you guys. I don't know if you had time to see it. They filmed their dude up on a ski hill. I don't to prove that they have mountains, and they're all whites for their game. Um, and then earlier in the season, they had one of their players pop out of a river. Yeah, it's like they their Instagram or whoever's doing that video team is awesome. So once again, something yeah. to strive for. How we release these jerseys, which is kind of a picture. We should have done something. No, we we had the video, um, but. Man, you see that, and you're like, once again, same kind of color scheme, same kind of logo. I just thought, you know, I don't know. Could have been better. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not disappointed by any means. I'm I'm very happy with how everything turned out. Like I said, I'm nitpicking. I'm I These jerseys are changing my opinion on the pride gold. Mm -hmm. So thanks, I'm just – for me. And I think for me the biggest part, the biggest detail is the sleeve. Mm -hmm. I love the – I love it with the sleeve. If you really yes. pay attention to the detail of the sleeve – it's very uh, – that's what we had in 98 when we actually won the first Ontarian Bowls, that kind of very similar um, piping pattern with some bigger blocks and some smaller pipes. Um, and, I, and I always love that. And Colorado has done that, and I always thought, man, I, that's what I wanted to go back to. I hate I hate side numbers. I hate shoulder numbers. They're useless. Uh, you never see them anyway. Yeah. Um, so might as well have some design. It's a very simple. You're not – I hated the, the collar that we had, the old cow template uniforms. And the that we used to wear, I hated that. Alan so, Baylor. I love the I love just a simple sleeve with the silver and gold. Uh, I want to I want to see, like I said, I would love to see. Um, ima imagine, what do you think a pride gold jersey? Um, what do you think of the pride gold jersey with maybe the pride gold helmet, and like white pants? Could we pull that off? Yeah, 
Absolutely, I mean, we could. Yeah, we pulled off some weird kind of. Like you're saying when we still had the like the cow and Baylor template pants that mm-hmm. we were cycling in in 2016 when we got all the fresh stuff. I mean, you look at some of those those combos we had, like the gray tops with the black pants, and we had some pretty ugly combos for how cool we had of jerseys, just so we could use it. I think that jersey combo fits awesome. I would love if we did that, honestly. Like gold, gold white. Yeah, I'll see if my Photoshop skills can can maybe make that come to life a little bit. But I'm not great with the jersey stuff. But I'm curious on on seeing that now. And I thought I had a picture of your um, Boise State thing, but apparently I do not. Anyways, um, any final thoughts or takeaways from jerseys? I mean, I know we just we just covered quite a bit on them, but. All, all in all, rating rating out of ten, I I will go, I'll go nine. I would say I like these better than when we rolled out the 2016 stuff. Um, I just like the combos. Then the jerseys themselves weren't overwhelming. These opposite how we released them and everything, and yeah, we don't have combos, and that's kind of disappointing. We don't really have the pants yet. If for people that noticed, the pants are just the old white pants, uh, but these jerseys look fly i'm very happy with how they turned out that was Brian? a lot of preamble early on about like potential disappointment for a nine out of ten that's what i'm saying i'm just not gonna play, yeah. hey i'm not gonna let these guys just glide we're, we're trying to be number one in the big sky number yeah. one in the fcs there's some improvement to be made black and the pride gold looks like iowa let's not mistake ourselves with iowa let's not become the fcs iowa let's be let's nobody's doing silver and gold but this gray and this yellow works where the actual gray and yeah. Vegas gold did not. I mean, I thought it looked good, but apparently, you know, it wasn't being able to be used. I think this gray and yellow scheme could work. I'm like, uh, Alex said, you make a yellow top you can throw in there, gray top, white top. I think you don't even need a black one anymore. Maybe we roll out black someday when somebody gives a big donation for like a homecoming <laughs> game and everyone's like, whoa. But. Cycle it out. I'm okay with it. See ya. Like, so, black's not a color. Next year, it's black and white. It's all we got down here. It's break it to you. It's going to be just black and white with the gold up top, at least in the spring. I don't know what fall's going to look like. I think that might be different. So Yeah, um, well, I'm talking, yeah, when we have our actual – we've had time and we can get the whole circulation in. That's yeah. what I like the final product to be. This yeah. this spring, it's going to be pretty Frankenstein-y. It's okay. kind of how it's been. Like, when yeah. they started working in the – the pride gold and we had like the gray collars, but we're still wearing the other black pants and we've been Frankenstein in there for pretty much the whole time in FCS. Other than those, that stormtrooper look, the stormtrooper look is one of my favorites we've done. Just so, the whites. At, at Easter, yeah. that, was a, that was a fun one. What I'd score these, honestly, I, the jerseys we've seen for football mm-hmm. uh, to me, it's a 10. Like th- this is a home run. Obviously, we don't know what the entire set is, but of the things they could change in the away uniforms, I like everything they change with them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Alex, you go on 10, 1 through 10? I'll give it a I'll give it a 9 because we didn't change the pants. Yeah. Same, same pants. And you can only give one 10 in your life. So yeah. literally, Brian can never say we've had better jerseys. This is all-time Brian's favorite I'm jersey. I'm fine saying that. I'm absolutely okay saying that. I can't I'm, wait until the homes come out next silver. week and you're or next year and you're like, dang, these homes are so cool. I'm like, well, the best you can give them is a nine point nine, man. You already give it's them a, a ten. 
just retroactive adjustment. It's fine. My wife's the <laughs> uh, All right. Um, so next up we have oh, a day in Vandal football. Uh, I was the only one that attended this, right? Or Brian that is not correct. It? That is not correct. Wow. Not correct. I, I okay. got part of it. Okay. Uh, well, what were your biggest takeaways from it? Well, there was news made um, uh, during a day of the Vandal during Paul Petrino's interview. At least news as far as our listeners will be concerned, which is uh, in response to the question of if we opened up today, who would be the starting quarterback? We got a straight answer. Yes. And it was, it's a. Uh, at this point, Mike Beaudry is, would be our starter if we opened up today. Now, we don't open up today, but, you know, we this has been a discussion for us uh, and any Vandal for a while. Uh, you know, there's going to be nine new starting quarterbacks in the big sky. Idaho's one of those nine. Uh, Mike Beaudry transferred from UConn appears, based off what we've seen so far, it appears to be working out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so you had the Mike Bodry news. It's basically he's saying like CJ has a bright future at the program, uh, but Mike Bodry be the starter. Basically, you're saying two seasons there, which once again just helps Idaho not only because CJ doesn't lose any eligibility during that time. In fact, he can technically play all spring and still play four games in the fall in redshirt. So I mean, all in all, this is breaking very well for Idaho. Um, but yeah, Mike Bodry's gonna be the starter. Uh, gosh, what else was kind of broken in there? Actually, um, can we go? We should go back over that quarterback thing for a minute. Yeah. Uh, one, it's an easy topic. Uh, two, like it's actually meaningful for us that uh, you know because this season for listeners, the this season doesn't count towards eligibility. Uh, we will, we might get to see two seasons a Mike Beaudry, and if he if he translates, that's fantastic for us. Uh, and like you said with CJ, uh, also uh, Coach Paul said. Nothing but positive stuff about CJ. He did say Nikhil's been gone for a good amount. So mm-hmm. if there was uh, questions about where does Nikhil fall in that hierarchy when he just apparently hasn't been there and the other two guys are doing great, it sounds like he's exactly where we guessed he might be. Yeah. But with you know, we talked about this a- afterward in our you know private messaging that CJ could play, <laughs> you know, a four a few games this year. Have it not count then play four games in next year in redshirt. And by the time he's a quote, he's a redshirt freshman, he could have anywhere between he could have his, I mean, this isn't going to happen, but he could have as many as 10 games game experience before he's a redshirt freshman. Yeah. He might it not could be a be. freshman until 2022. Yep. That's, that's basically that's, what it is. Red shirt. Which is insane. Let's say worst case scenario, right? Worst case scenario. No one's wishing for this, but we're just going, you know, for for the sake of the argument, Mike Beaudry goes down week one, or I don't know, like maybe doesn't go down. He just something. Mike Beaudry decides not to play. We could technically play CC Jordan all six conference games. Let's say we win the big sky and we go to the playoffs. We could play three to four games in the playoffs. Now you're looking at seven games this year, four games. He could play 11 games, be a redshirt senior, or sorry, redshirt freshman going into the 2022 season, and technically as if he had only played his four games. He could basically have had an entire FCS season under his belt Mm -hmm. and not lost a single lick of eligibility going into the 2022 season. And what, what, I mean, Beaudry's going to, I guess you never know. But, um, and if he got hurt, we don't know. um, 
we i mean no one's really asked how the knee recovery is going i imagine fine he's been doing practice and everything but you know maybe that is when Nikhil goes in or cisco so or freeze or borish but i think borish it's safe to say has been moved back to the defensive side of the ball i don't I think he's um, back in the quarterback we, room. I we think we just have to acknowledge that for the all vandals. Uh, <laughs> yes, the cold <laughs> following. Yeah, the, oh, the cold following is Zach Morris and quarterback. Yeah. Yes. I, that, he's going to be a dang good safety. I mean, he's a and, hell of an athlete. Hell of an athlete. Yeah. yeah. So, I so mean, like, it, it's a shame not to have him on the field somewhere. Yeah. So, like, just for the record, from this point forward, if we allude to Borish as a quarterback, we're actually making fun of the people who still talk about it on all vandals. Yeah. Right. It's becoming okay. a new. It's becoming the new running joke of like quarterback throwing over twenty yards. Yes, it'll be our new. It'll be our new dead horse at some yeah. point. Um, 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 I guess I know I didn't attend this, but jump in. In the past, this has probably been the the most solidified Idaho's quarterback position has been in the last three years. Mm-hmm. And we've added since, two kids since we've been in the FCS, and that's no knock on. Colton or Mason, there was there was something always, you know, one was always hurt, you know, one, you know, one had to leave the program, you know. I, I, there, I there, was, there was always there was they're always going back and forth with each other in terms of who was playing more and who wasn't, and so we never had. It, this is probably the first time that we've actually heard from Petrino's mouth, like who the legitimate starter is. Yeah. This far so, in advance, since since Matt was around, since yeah, since, since 2017, Luton, since, the, since, since the Jake Luton era when he played all of spring ball in 2016 and left and now starts with the Jaguars uh, because Matt was going to be the starting quarterback. And that was the last time we had, until we had the Colton Mason era. And I've heard from people um, inside the program in terms of, you know, player and maybe even some coaches in terms of how awesome Mike's doing. Um, It's unbelievable. It's great. But then the potential of CJ Jordan I've heard is someone told me I've never seen a better quarterback prospect in person my entire life. And that's about CJ Jordan. And the only reason we have him is because he got hurt in high school and recruiting kind of slowed down for him. And we stuck with him. And the great thing about Mike is I, so he's Canadian. And so I think that's kind of the, this is kind of something to keep look at people because it's not something that we normally go, okay, great. He's Canadian. Well, the CFL, half their players are required to be Canadian. Mike Beaudry's future is never probably ever going to be in the NFL or the XFL. His future of playing football professionally is always going to be in Canada. He's very valuable there. That's why Dave Ungerer got picked in the first round because he had his mom's his mom's Canadian. So uh, it made Dave very valuable as a Canadian prospect. So Mike Beaudry will be the exact same thing. Um, I would love if he could stick around um, in the fall. I think that'll depend on maybe his draft prospects in Canada something that we don't have to really think about much in Idaho, but that's where we're at because we have a guy from Saskatchewan as our quarterback now. Yeah. And now I'd actually question you guys here. Is this the most solidified we've possibly going into? I'm, I know we're, we're prepping for spring 2021, but we will have possibly some recruits here signed within a couple weeks, two weeks or early signing period. And as of now, we have two verbals, a kid out of Waco and a kid out of Los Angeles. Both look promising. You still have Nikhil Nair. Cisco looks like, I mean, it just seems like he's a guy who's going to get buried. He's a guy who not surprised me if he transferred. Hope he stays. But I'm, he looks, he appears to be buried on this depth chart. Have we actually had this much talent? I mean, I'm not going to say overall talent, right? Because obviously for years we had, we had FBS guys. So you could argue, well, no, because all these guys are FCS recruits. But at least from 
your starter to your fourth stringer, have you felt this confident in our team ever? Like I'm thinking, you know, Nathan Enderly and Brian Reeder were people we're confident with. And then there's, you know, some like Taylor Davis, Logan Bushnell. But as we kind of saw there with, you know, Taylor Davis and Logan Bushnell maybe weren't quite as close to Enderly where Reader was, he just, as, as uh, Marcel Posey famously said on here, best practice quarterback he's ever seen in his life. Just could not put it together in a game. Um, I, I just feel like we haven't had probably the original Linehan and Freeze and Nussmeyer role where we just had guys coming through that we've been like this deep where you feel like, like we said, if Beaudry goes down and CJ's not ready to play, I feel like we all feel confident. And Akil Nair can at least go in and win games and we'll still be better at quarterback than we've been in the last couple seasons. And then if he goes down, I mean, from everything we've seen, Cisco is, you know, capable of winning. And if not, we have the kid from Waco and the kid from Los Angeles coming in. Like, I'm like actually like amazed we've been able to bring in this much quarterback talent when the obvious next guy up is CJ Jordan and the guy for the next year or two is Mike Beaudry. And we're still getting able to get these guys who are saying, I'll take a shot at his senior year or a guy like Cisco and Nair that are basically almost saying, I'm okay being third string. I'm going to no. make a quick start. argument. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. I just don't think – so, one, Chris, I, I do enjoy that horror story we just accidentally imagined where we're down to our fourth or fifth string quarterback. <laughs> like, in the history of me following football, I've never seen seen a team get that far. So, one, Logan Bushnell, I, man. <laughs> I he feel, started um, our fourth stringer. Okay. We do, do have an example. I feel good we about where we're at, I feel really good about where we're at because, I mean, we saw we saw Nikhil uh, last year, and if he's your third stringer, then, yeah, dude, that's a great situation. Uh, minus in, like, recent history when, you know, we had Linehan and Luton on the same team at the same time. Uh, if you extract that for a moment. And then, Amos yeah. and Petrino, like. See, I was about to argue the 2015 season wooden. might be actually. So 2015, you had Matt Linehan, you had Jake Luton, you had Gunnar Amos. Your fourth stringer was Kareem Coles, if you guys remember that as a prospect. Yeah, he's there, playing wide receiver at Duquesne now. He, yeah, he was. He just graduated. Um, and then you had AJ as your fifth stringer. I think I think I saw a picture on Instagram the other day when we went to USC in 2015. It was Matt, Jake, Gunner, Kareem, and AJ all traveled to USC. And that was our quarterback room at the time. And you coming out of high school, you had someone like Gunner and Kareem. You would have thought – this is our quarterback situation, and yeah. you know Jake Gluten was supposed to be around, but um, as we now know, it worked out better for him not to be around. So I'd say the 2015 room might have been a might have been a, a sleeper pick for terms of talent and how deep they were. True, and like I said, FBS. But I still would say, I mean, we've seen Gunnar Ramos. No offense, like you yeah. feel like confident with yeah. Gunnar Ramos coming in as at, at, at high school. We out of high school, we kind of did. You know what yeah. I mean? Like think True. about. You have to think. We don't know what these guys. These guys could be sure. someone like Gunner. No, no, not for Gunner. Gunner's a friend. Um, you know, he just didn't have the best career at Idaho. Went to Idaho State, got his masters, and doing good things in life. But yeah. we don't know how these guys out of high school are gonna be. We know how sure. Mike and CJ are off of what we've seen from film or heard from people in the program now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I mean, we totally got sidetracked from a day from Vandal football. Basically, it was a pretty cool event. Um, <laughs> There is another piece we can talk about with that. Then bring it up, because otherwise I just realized we have even more quarterback news we could talk about, including players leaving and how we may know, you know, 
we haven't even brought up Colton. Like that was a piece in that puzzle. And it's like, it's not even, we're not even worried about it anymore. You know, okay. Let's go that first. It, it's more natural. But I mean, I mean, Alex, is that public or what? Uh, I don't know how public it is. I don't know how much, uh, you know, I've heard he might move on um, from, from the university, which if he does all the best, to, all the best to him. Um, I love, I love the guy. I, you know, I, the one that I, I know from home. So um, he's a teammate and got us got some good wins at Idaho. So if he does, he's an Idaho guy. great. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so, um, but, but I would, I would be surprised if he does move on, we might see him in the big sky at some point. So yeah. that's from what I've heard. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. It's just, it's just crazy that like, you'd think the guy that's been basically battling number one, would be more worried that isn't available. And like I said, it's just it's crazy how our quarterback room has taken like a whole 180 in a couple days. Mm-hmm. And we've lost our two incumbents, you know, between Colton and Mason. They're both gone. Most teams would be like, crap. But here we are like, dude, we got this grad transfer. seems to be legit. We've got this freaking three-star. Yeah, and we've got kids coming in, and it's like it feels like we didn't even lose a step, which is just so rare when you it lose. It like, feels like we gained five steps. Yeah, like what team has <laughs> lost two quarterbacks that were the only two that basically had any starting time? Minus what I think Nikhil has 11 career passes maybe. So you're looking at 99% of your passing yards and attempts and touchdowns and interceptions are all gone. And we're just like, dude, we're set. We've got all these guys. Like, I mean, maybe Eastern with Trey Turner. I know he's supposed to be good coming up. Um, but it's like, man, I, I don't think Montana feels this good that – you know, Dalton Sneed left. And imagine if they lost Cam Humphreys as well. They're still talking like maybe Cam Humphreys has a chance to beat out the USF transfer. But it's like you're looking – I mean, we feel pretty confident that we've got guys on guys on guys. And then you look around the big sky, and like I said, we think there's going to be a bunch of new guys. But there are some incumbent starters that were iffy that are still kind of winning. Like – Matt McKay has not been named the starter at Montana State. People still like Tucker Rovig and possibly Casey Bauman. Like, imagine if they had lost Bauman and Rovig, they'd be like, oh, crap. I mean, we feel good about McKay, but who else? So yeah. I just think you look around and we feel incredibly blessed. Well, and go, talking about Colton really quick, he is a – God, he is a great example of – like, obviously, if you're competing at this level, you, you are a hard worker. Uh, you are you actually you know to be on a college football team very you might be working harder at that you know at that part of your life than most people work on anything in most of their lives so yeah. you know obviously that's a given but timing matters so damn much because i mean all of us remember when colton had to play as a freshman i think i mean i know i felt pretty good when i you know he he won the game was that against uh georgia state Oh, yeah, Georgia State. State. Yeah, yep. our last F- that's our last FBS yep. win. Uh, I guarantee a ton of Vandal fans saw that and they're like, hey, you know what? We're set. future promising. Sucks yep. that we burn the red shirt, but you know what? They're gonna win. Gonna we might win the big sky. Yeah, because we burn the red shirt. That's true. Yeah. Like then, how, how different is Colton's career if he's going into 2018 as a red shirt freshman instead of a true sophomore? That has to have playing time. Then this whole Mason, it has a whole different dynamic because you're like, well, then Colton has two years, you know, it's. And during that Mason time, which look, if you're a longtime listener, you know, our some of our take on the Mason dynamic from the last two years, we're choosing to skip over that. But um, 
in addition to that, he had, he had injury issues for a few years. I mean, that's why he's leaving the program. Correct. Alex, because like we knew he wasn't going to be on the team this year mm-hmm. because, because of, of credit issues relating yeah. to the related time. To injury having to leave school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's consecutive years of, look, we thought, we thought things were good for him, but suddenly, you know, two consecutive years of big injuries um, and the world, the world of Vandal football is just different. And then by the time we saw him play his third year, um, which I mean, this isn't meant as a put down whatsoever because I wish the best for him. I know I felt more confident after seeing him as a fr- as a freshman than I saw him playing central against Central Washington last year. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, a lot of that is in my mind, you know, just compounding. Some of that's compounding bad luck that he worked through. And now we're looking at it where, as a program, we hit a different type of potentially hit different type of luck where we hit a home run with a grad transfer and may have hit a home run with a young recruit. And then we happen to be at a time where realistically we can know our quarterback position now for the next six seasons. Yeah. That's insane until 2026. Um, so, but we also have some other players missing like uh, Andre Carter, apparently uh, from everything I've been told and you know, we, I've missed Colton Clark about this. It's just, he just didn't show up. Nobody really knows. No one's been able to get in touch with him. Um, that's big. I mean, I feel caught once again between Roshan D- Johnson, Dylan Thigpen, and Nick Romano. We're fine there, but it's just like I mean, he was a beast. We know who's taking running back reps for the for the Vandals this fall ball. Number <laughs> eight, eight ball. Well, if you listen to a day in Vandal football, they are totally not going to use that. Uh, he will not take any snaps at running back. Circa, I believe, uh, what. Well. Lopamamu and Caden Ellis both have taken a few snaps. Um, didn't, and Corey Toomer took some snaps. Caden was, was a great tight end. Caden was yeah. a great decoy player and helped. He mossed some guys when we were putting him at tight end. So yeah. I'll be surprised if you see uh Petrino's put some defensive leading. guys out before and they've it's yeah. turned out all right. You know, you know who I always thought should have got some running back reps, and I told him this because he needed to change the numbers was was Ed Ed Hall because Ed played yeah. running back in high school. I'm like I'm like Ed. Go get a number besides 50. Go back to 28 like you were in high school. But that's not a linebacker number. I can't wear that. Like, you're not Ryan Chase here. Put on 28 and <laughs> go get some reps at running back. Yeah. Would never never listen to me. But imagine imagine if Ed, Ed Haller would get in the ball a couple times and run dudes over at the backfield. He yeah. would have, too. Which, you know what? This connects to the thing I was trying to bring up earlier, which that we figured out in, at the uh, Day of the Vandals, which is – I think it was from Bresky, where one of the things he talked about was – trying to use this freebie year for eligibility as, and actually no, Petrina talked about this too. Yeah. Trying to use this as a way to make sure younger guys who are, who would have redshirted anyway, uh, because, you know, he, he used Jeff Cotton as an example of Jeff Cotton redshirted. And what we, I mean, what we feel is based off the progress we saw from his, his second year, his first year with us to his second, uh, there was a pretty big developmental stride and part of that's because he redshirted so he got to have a second year when his second year did take place for us yeah um, Petrino and Bresky both talked about using this for a developmental year where yeah it's like a redshirt but people get to play and then uh, Bresky specifically brought up the idea of because of how it's a freebie year um, s- some of the reps may be spread out a, t- a little bit more. Like he didn't phrase it precisely that way, but he talked about more guys potentially seeing the field, which yeah. the news for us and for our listeners. Yeah. If you guys are some of the people who are concerned about 
the short turnaround between the spring season and the fall season, the coaches actually have already talked about one of the things they would potentially do to mitigate for that, which is if, I mean, look, they didn't say anything dramatic, but it's reasonable to say if they're talking about spreading reps out a little bit more, getting more younger guys reps, if those younger guys come in place for someone, which means uh, you might see some of the, some of the, let's say star players take a fewer reps, partially out of concern of just diminishing wear and tear or reducing risk for injury, which I mean, to me, that is kind of news of, okay, that, that actually is something that may look different this, um, this spring season that only exists because of the short turnaround. Yeah. I, I think, I think I'm going to jump in on that real quick. So for kind of a peek inside the program, Petrino loves to develop young players. That, that's his biggest thing. Petrino loves to develop players. You look at who, who we get in terms of recruits, Matt Linehan had no offers out of high school to play football. Jake Luton had no offers to play football outside of Idaho. Jake Luton, now in the NFL. Roddy White came and talked to us once, and Roddy White told us, I would have been out of the NFL in two years if it was not for Paul Petrino developing me in the NFL when he was the receiver's coach with his brother at the Falcons. Petrino loves to develop players. And so at Idaho, when we practice, usually a normal practice schedule is Tuesday, Wednesday, normal big days. Thursday's a light day. Friday's a walkthrough, Saturday's a walkthrough, but Sunday we have practice. People don't realize Sunday's a work day in college football. Usually you come in, watch film, and old older guys, he'll call them old guys, it's anyone who's played, um, if you have a good game, you're not going to do anything. You might just stretch, run a little bit. You know, you, they might walk through some things. But young guys, they have young guys are in full pads every every Sunday night. And, and they practice. They go full contact. It's their chance to basically play in a game, game atmosphere somewhat. And so he always taught. I knew that once the redshirt rule changed, he's going to want to take advantage of that so much because he wants to see guys um, throw them in a game in a situation in special teams, throw them into the game in a situation that let's see how Nick Romano does, for example, at running back. I, we'll throw him in one game. If he keeps balling out, hey, let's keep playing him. If he doesn't, we get the year back. So yeah, it makes sense that they're gonna. I, I could totally see that from this coaching staff of getting some young guys out there, getting some film on them, seeing where they can improve. It, but seeing, you know, it, it, you don't know how anyone's gonna be until you get them on the field, live bullets, in a situation where they have to make plays because it's not practice. And so yeah. I think it's gonna be a great opportunity um, for a lot of these young guys. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. We thought we had a whole episode here where we were going to have to scrap together some football content. It feels like it's always that way. We have to scrap together football content and then we get an hour and 20 minute long episode. Uh, but, uh, and then we we're going to do a basketball preview. Well, basketball preview is coming. Um, Brian and Martin are working on that for you guys. But, I mean, and we've got big news that, uh, C. Scott Green is going to be joining us sometime in December, time to be determined, but has said yes. So for everyone that's been asking for it, basically the only person we haven't had on now that people have been begging for us to have on is Terry Golic. Because I count Paul Petrino's been on. Like we had him, yeah, it was media days. Yes, it wasn't this, but like we've interviewed him and we've given audio of it. So like Paul Petrino's been on the podcast. We got Mason, we got C. Scott Green, we've got uh, I guess we haven't got Mark Slareth, but we've got David Bohr. We've got the Splash Sisters. We, we've gotten everybody you guys have wanted. We got Aiki. We got Rob freaking Aiki. So we've gotten everybody, and we're going to have C. Scott Green. Some day to be determined in December, we got to make it kind of work. Obviously, he's a busy man. He's got to work with our schedules and his schedules, but it looks like early December. Um, so I'll be coming out. Basketball will be coming out. 
Any closing thoughts from you guys before we uh, shut it down and I go watch the Sounders? I'm not going to say it, but play a playoff game. Play a playoff Real quick, game. this obviously is our next hashtag ask tubs and breaking news. Oh. We're shifting from a hashtag rebrand ATC to <laughs> hashtag ask tubs. Hashtag rebrand. <laughs> yep. Obviously, uh, we need to decide, are we going to ask C. Scott Green about King Spud without showing him an image before so we get the live reaction? Or should we prep him so we have a thorough response? Um, I, I know our listeners will have some theories about this, so maybe maybe that's our big news. We need to we need to know. Uh, no no re, no notice. We'll make a poll. Small notice. We'll make a poll. Well, to get the we'll, we'll get the people what they want. Yeah. <laughs> all right, um, Alex. Any closing thoughts? Man, uh, it's weird watching all this college football. And I'm, I, the other day, I was like, man, I, football is already Thanksgiving. I'm gonna miss it soon. College football's almost over. Then I'm like, wait a minute. Idaho plays February 27th. Yeah, and teams are kicking off before that, too. We're I'm like, just I'm like, the big I'm, like, later. I'm like, I don't have to be sad. I got football until May, pretty much. So, oh, yeah. And yeah, then by then, so, you'll just want to be outside, and we'll be like, oh, we're taking our normal June break. And they'll be like, boom, by then I'll be happy media the days. The Mariners might will probably lose again, but we have talent, rookie of the year. So, hey, I'll, be happy. Year. I'll be excited again and then be disappointed at the same time come May. So, yeah. Sad news. I, I guess my little closing remark while we're talking about it, I saw an interesting quote the other day. Take yourself back to the year 2015. Would you be telling yourself that Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler would not be in the world top 50 for golf? Mm. How the slowest game moves quickly. Anyways, with that, I'll, I'll leave that thinker with everybody that Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth are not top 50 players anymore, which blew my mind. Anyways, Thank you, guys. Uh, we'll Go have Cincinnati Bearcats. Game in the playoffs. Get a G5 in the playoffs. Go Bearcats. If not, Northwestern, baby. <laughs> I don't know. They're Big Ten. Well, well, group of five. Group of five. Or Coastal. Let's Love Coastal. Group of five. Love Coastal. Go Shans. Um, friend, friend of the pod, the Shans. They've been on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyways, so that's it. We'll have C. Scott Green on. We'll have basketball soon for you guys. Um, thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And we will see you guys next time, after you know the best band in all the land plays out. Go Vandals. Go Vandals.